Welcome to the, oh my gosh, was it the 12th episode? The American Schmuck. Thanks for joining me today. It is September 21st. Coming up real close to the election. Ruth Gator Bader Ginsburg just died. The left is just all insane over it. Even though when Antonin Scalia like died in some very weird circumstances where he just like didn't wake up, he was found in a bed. Um, a guy came, called the coroner. Coroner announced him dead, no autopsy. Autopsy was done over the phone. And I remember at the time in the same county as where this happened in uh, Texas, really middle of nowhere area in like the desert of Texas. An illegal was found dead on the railroad tracks. And that was even brought in to find out a cause of death. But a federal Supreme Court judge doesn't. I'm not saying that this person's life was more important or more valuable than uh, Scalia's by no stretch. But it really goes to show that he was probably fucking whacked. And I came across a story that they would bring in like prostitutes to this place. This weird little like ranch, like really weird fucking area. And uh, Antonin Scalia had something to do with the prostitutes and the prostitute was about to like blow the whistle saying that, I don't know, it was something weird. I'll try to find it and put it in the uh, show notes. Well, apparently the Emmys were like last night. Nobody cares. I didn't watch it. Nobody even watches football anymore. Nobody I know watches football. Nobody cares about football. I went to the bar for a couple of drinks after work yesterday, and he had some people in like Vikings jerseys and stuff, but, and some people were talking about the game and everything, but apparently some people still like it, but it's definitely not as popping as it once was. I went to this, like, uh, restaurant. It's like a burger, beer place. It's a small chain. And, uh, you know, it was like a sports bar. And they had sports playing. It was apparently, it was like sports night. I think it was Sunday night. Yeah, it was a Sunday night. And uh, the place was empty. And this place advertises, it advertises itself like a, a uh, tap room, burger, beer, sports place. And it was empty. And it was really fucking sad. It was really sad. It's not that I cared about sports to begin with. But it, it brought a lot to the economy, you know, it, it, especially to the uh, restaurant business, service industry, which I have a lot of uh, uh, empathy for because not only am I a part of it, but the restaurants are based on dreams for the most part. The person who opens a restaurant isn't necessarily in it to, like, just get filthy fucking rich. They're in it because they want to make a place to fill a niche that, that, that people would like. That they want to bring people together. They're people people. They're for interaction. 
And ever since COVID, they obviously don't fucking want people interacting with each other, especially, you know, wearing the masks, social distancing, shut everything fucking down. I mean, this totally goes in hand with the fucking sex dolls. And I think I brought this up on the last uh, podcast. They want dudes alone, scared of women. And they give women all these toys, tell them that men ain't shit. They don't need no man. They don't need to be a mom. Just fucking go out and have fun. That's what life's about, having fun. Fuck being fulfilled. Fuck doing anything. Fuck leaving this place uh, uh, better than it was when you came here. Fuck leaving something positive here. Your mark. Your contribution. What you brought to the table. I think everybody... Well, everybody does feel the obligation to bring something to the table. But it's been hijacked for the most part. There's a lot of well-meaning liberals, leftists, and I would even say some rightists, or what you consider rightists, which uh, in this day and age are actually libertarian, way more libertarian. They're not rightists like Hitler, which is just a smidge to the right of Stalin, which is considered left. But yeah, some of them are even... Uh, I want to say evil, but, you know, they just have that kind of arrogant, you know, I am right type thing. But, like, well-meaning leftists, there's a part of people that that, that has that that yearning to, to contribute something. But people are not individualized. They don't go look within themselves. What is it that I personally want to bring to the table where it's a transaction of, I help you, you help me, because I like doing this. You know, like the old adage, uh, you, you do what you love, you don't have to work a day in your life. But everybody's constantly looking for orders. We've been kind of conditioned to take orders, to have our dreams laid out for us. And that's especially been given to the black population. where they're told that only way to have a successful future is it either either be a, a, an athlete, a football, basketball player, a rapper, or a drug dealer, a gangbanger. That's about it. That's not me saying this, that, that that's their only options. That's the establishment saying it through their fucking Uncle Tom Blacks. And, uh, like Jay-Z and this guy kind of digressed away from the Emmys here, but apparently it looks like Jimmy Kimmel hosted the Emmys that had no audience because of COVID. And whenever there's like an award show, it's like Jimmy Kimmel's like the default like guy they go to. But, uh. Anthony Anderson, I know I've seen him in movies. I I barely watch any movies. I don't care about movies, but... Here's the interaction. He brings him out for some shit. And mind you, Jimmy Kimmel's supposed to be this, like, super woke host and, 
you know, he's all for black people and everything. But this is the elitism of the left. This is their actual, like, this really shows how much they actually mean what they say, which they don't. They're the actual racists. They're the ones given who have the attitude to black people that you, it's okay that my race is superior to yours. We're here to help you through it. That's their attitude towards them. And I think this Anthony Anderson guy, he notices that. He picks up on that, but he can't, he, he, he can't, he doesn't know, like, he's bought into the other side, though. So they're both, like, it's infighting. So listen to this. I'll uh, pause it to give some commentary on what's going on because this is a podcast. There's not really any visuals. And I'm not watching it in front of me right now, so I'm just kind of rem- trying to remember what's going on. But yeah, introduces him to the stage. Please welcome nine-time Emmy nominee Anthony Anderson. All right, he's coming out right now. He's got this silver suit reminiscent of Joe Pesci and Goodfellas. Full bow tie. Uh, JK. JK, Jake, you know, just kidding. This guy must text a lot and tweet a lot to say that. So he comes out on stage, goes up to give him Jimmy Kimmel a hug, but then goes, psych! You know, kind of like when you go up and, like, give somebody a high five, and you go, psych, and you kind of, like, you know, move your hair back, like you're a lot cooler, just totally bitched him. Keep going. Now, before we announce the nominees, you know, I have a few things that uh, I'd like to say. You do? Yes. I oh. do. Because in rehearsal, I thought we decided that we're just You gonna... know, we have a record. Yeah, that's what you get for being a woke white, white supremacist bitch. See, black people, they're not dumb. They pick up on this stuff, but they're told that racism comes from a different form. Because racism has evolved. It's not... It, it's always been from the left. Instead of... Instead of, like, overtly saying we're racist, we hate black people, it's turned into, you know what? That doesn't work anymore. We'll, we'll pretend to be the saviors of black people, and then we'll guide them into the fucking food processor. So, and that's what I think that this uh, uh, Anthony guy picks up on. And there must have been, like, an interaction of smugness on uh, Jimmy Kimmel's part before they went on stage. For him to do this. I guarantee it was that. Because it, it looks like it's personal towards Jimmy Kimmel. The black people, they pick up on this fakeness. That's what it is. They pick up on this fakeness. But most of the population, black population, picks up on the fakeness of their kind of influencers. Like this guy. But this guy doesn't have fakeness. It comes from a genuine place. But he, he, he's just not very educated on the subject. We'll keep going. And now Jimmy Kimmel's like, what the fuck? I think this is real. I don't think this is staged. A number of black Emmy nominees this year, which is great. But not good enough. This is the part where the white people start to applaud. Oh. There's no audience. Oh. So he kind of gives you the little, you know, treat. You know, there's, you know, Bunch of this is the blackest Emmys ever. Gives you a little treat. Oh, we did something good. And now he gives the call to action. Oh, was it something good? Oh, you gotta applaud now, white people. 
and he's only pre, he's only referring to Jimmy Kimmel because there's no audience, and so Jimmy Kimmel does it, and he looks all weak, and it, it's it's pretty funny. I mean, it's sad too. I kind of feel bad for Jimmy Kimmel, but he he's been begging for this. Thank you, Jimmy. All right, these Emmys would have been all star. You know, these Emmys would have been NBA All Star Weekend and Wakanda, all wrapped in one. Now he kind of stutters there. So with this guy being an actor, I don't know if he's just used to like remembering a script, or if there's a teleprompter. If it's a teleprompter, then this thing is staged. But he's also an actor, and one of their skill skill sets is to rehearse a script. Keep going. This was supposed to be the blackest Emmys ever. Y'all wouldn't have been able to handle how black it was going to be. Oh, yeah, assuming that just everybody hates black people. See, this is the brainwashing on them. They just think everybody hates black people. But maybe they're just picking up on... They're white handlers. They're right white billionaires like George Soros and everybody else. Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, just like the fakeness of them. And then projecting it onto the Trump supporter. Who just who who just they call it racist when we hold them to the same standard as everybody else. Keep going. But but because of COVID, we can't even get in the damn building. See, at least black people know that COVID's bullshit and they're not happy with it. And they're not just accepting it like your average white person does. Well, thank you, Anthony. Yeah, the bees would have been so black, it would have been like hot sauce in your purse black. It, it would have been Howard University homecoming black. See, but this is like kind of like the evil mentality where this Black Lives Matter thing is coming from. They have a whole black universe. There's a bunch of them all over the country. Obama shut a lot of them down. But they have all black universities that Trump kept open because Obama said, fuck private colleges. He can see, he just used it as like, they're all scams, all of them. They just all want your money. Trump said, you know, you know fuck that. You know, these are all, a college is a college. If, if people are qualified to teach people and they want to open up a school, they can. And they want to open, open them up for black people? Absolutely. They should have that support system, that educational support system amongst each other. Absolutely. Trump's, like, they don't need, they don't need white people. They, they, they don't need us. If they want to have their own community, absolutely. Because I know if it, if it's done naturally, it will it will be good. It will be a good thing. They'll expand. They'll they'll want to prove something not only amongst themselves but to the whole world. It's like look what we did. Look at look at what we contributed. Not even that they're trying to, uh, you know, appease people, but they're you know a winning mentality. Like your country winning the Olympics. You're representing your country. You're representing black people. If they if, but either way. A rising, you know, rising tide raises all ships. And so, he acknowledges that there's all black colleges. But that's not good enough. It would have been, you fit the description, black. 
Well, um, I'm sorry that it wasn't that. It would have been great. It really yeah, would have. We would have had speeches mm -hmm. quoting our great mm -hmm. poets like Maya Angelou, Langston Hughes, Cardi B, Wop, Jimmy. Cardi B. Cardi B. See, he only threw that in there because, like, now they're using Cardi B as, like, a face of, like, political legitimacy among the hip-hop, gangster rap, consumerist crowd. She is the Uncle Tom. She is a bad guy. She has no idea what she's talking about. She doesn't know dick. I mean, maybe she knows dick pretty good, but... But then the, there's some editing here, because the, the clip I got, it was, you know, edited for, you know, language. But what is her song that came out? Like, Wet-Ass Pussy? She came out with a song. Girls, Little girls listen to that. And are influenced by it. And I saw like a, a small little clip of the music video. Or I don't know if it was for that song. But it was for a song of hers. And it was just all hypnotizing. Like it was just the, the most hypnotizing. Like subliminal video you'll ever see. She's like on a. I don't even say a stage. Like a platform. She's raised up. She was some dancers. And it, you know how like you have those old barbershop poles. That you know have the red uh, and white stripe. And they spin. And it just kind of looks. It kind of does an optical illusion, like something's constantly swirling down. It's like that, but it's like going all over the place. It's like a weird, like, DMT image all around her. Just, like, you get hypnotized on that, and the subliminals just come right into your subconscious. And now he's hailing her up as something. She's nothing. She is a complete product of the white fucking music industry. That he's a product of, and Jimmy Kimmel is. So maybe this guy's just a really good bullshitter this whole time. Maybe it's not coming from a natural place. But he knows he has the leverage amongst the Hollywood crowd in what he's saying. He's getting in where he's fitting in. He found an opening. And he's going in. He just ruined Jimmy Kimmel's career. And this guy's going to be held up as, like, the new fucking uh, woke voice in Hollywood. Cardi fucking B. And then it edits it. It edits the wet ass pussy out. And then uh, Jimmy Kimmel kind of, uh, kind of funningly, I thought it was kind of funny, but like condescendingly too. Like, oh yeah, yeah, that song. Oh yeah, yep. Oh, the song. Oh, yes. totally. Yeah. Yeah, right. totally. Instead of that sexy melanated energy. Sexy melanated energy. No, that's just, like, debaucherous fucking stripper in the fucking hood. Like, it, sexy melanated energy is... I've seen sexy fucking black women, and it's not that. The ghetto black woman is not attractive to me. But I've seen so many other black women that are feminine, you know, shapely, uh, just it, their expressions, the way they walk, and, you know, the slight, like, hip swinging when they walk. Letting people know that, you know, just portraying confidence. That doesn't come from these, the, the hood rats. No, I don't, they're, they're ugly to me. They're, they're full of tattoos. When I was younger and like, thought like punk rock and shit was cool. Like I thought tattoos were cool. But now they're just everywhere and they just like, it's just like, whatever now tattoos are. They're not even cool anymore. But they all have tattoos. Tattoos are, I don't find tattoos attractive. 
Because they put them in the ugliest spots, like on their chest. Remember a few years ago, like what, five years ago, it was cool to like put a big ass, like stupid tattoo above your tits. Yeah, well, that fad like faded. And they still have that tattoo. Now it's the one where it's like underneath the tits in the middle. Kind of like under, I what, not the sternum. Is it the sternum? You know, you've seen it. It'll usually be like kind of like a diamond-shaped tattoo or something. That's going to fade in a year, that trend. But sexy melanated energy coming from Cardi B. Nah, doesn't come from her. It comes from women like Candace Owens. I tell you what. You know where you find sexy black energy? In Brazil. Where they had exponentially more slaves than we did. Their whole black population... Are all derived from slaves in Brazil. Not a word. Not a word from any of these people about this. Or 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 the actual slaves today all over the world. There's more brown slaves today than any time in human history in Africa, in the Middle East. Mostly from the hands of Muslims. But Muslims are slaves in China. I'm not for anybody being slaves. So if the concept of slavery is a problem... I acknowledge the problem. You fucking don't. You Hollywood fuck. Here I am, alone in a sterilized green room, trying not to sneeze. Oh, no, you're alone in a fucking Emmy's green room, trying not to sneeze. You're scared of sneezing, but you're not scared of making Jimmy Kimmel a little fucking bitch. Aren't you the fucking victim? But that's all they got. That's their, the, 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 the woke Black Lives Matter, that's their only leverage is your guilt which you did nothing. If they all objectively judged white people by their interactions with them personally, it would probably be pretty favorable. But instead, it's white people saying white people are bad, which is the same thing as saying, yeah, I'm sorry, my race is superior to yours. What are you going to do about it? And then when they do something about it, they hijack that too. And then target it towards their political enemies. It's the rich leftist elites, the communists. And this is all their power tactics here. And most of the black people are woken up to this kind of stuff, but they're, they're, um, their leaders aren't. The ones that get the airtime, the ones that get the cameras, the ones that are on the movies, the ones that are on the fucking Emmys, they're alone in the green room. Oh, fuck. He's on a llama. What a damn it, it shame. Actually, an alpaca. All right, don't white explain it to me, Jimmy. Sorry. It's <laughs> It's an alpaca. Don't white explain to me, Jimmy. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, this is infighting. I mean, like, because I'm not even, like, rooting for anybody in this. Because that's, like, the natural, like, like uh, go-to in any sort of conflict. Is, you know, you want to root for somebody. I, it, it, we live in kind of like a, a dualistic reality. Good, bad, light, dark, all that. Inhale, exhale. So it, you, we naturally just like want to go to one side. But they're both like, they're both fucked in this. But it's actually an alpaca. Don't white explain. But, but even that, like, don't tell me. What it actually is. I know I'm wrong. Fuck you. I'm wrong, but I'm right. 
have been a pit bull. But <laughs> it should have been a pit bull. So what? All black people have to have pit bulls now? That's the black thing is to have a pit bull? I like my buddy had pit bull. He was pretty cool. Super nice. Pit bulls are nice dogs. I mean, but you can train them to be fucking not cool at all, but naturally they're 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 pretty docile. You can rough them up. They play, they're cute. They they they, they come up and snuggle. They give you funny looks. I yeah, I do like pit bulls. Not tonight. No, not tonight. This isn't what it should have been, Jimmy. But but you know what? I'm still rooting for everybody black. Because black story, black performance. Black rapists. And black lives matter. And black, oh, okay. Now he reveals where this whole thing is going. Black lives matter. All right. Which, I mean, everybody knows it's. They don't give a fuck about black people. Black Lives Matter. They're all about gang warfare violence. And they're all about killing white people. I mean, the Ku Klux Klan, like, is probably just, like, green with envy that they weren't this successful. What was it? In uh, Memphis, I want to say? In Tennessee? Memphis? Or uh, Nashville, one of them. This, uh, a black dude goes into a bar and shoots like three white people. And he had like a Black Lives Matter shirt on. Just randomly. And like a lot of the Southern folk I've met, and I, I'm, I don't know a bunch, but all the ones I've met are probably the most guilt-written white people in the country. Not even like, it, 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 I'm not even trying to like say this like bashing them or anything. But they, but you know, they know they're from the South. They know they have a history of, of like, you know, killing black people because they're black. And, and but they, 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 they do feel a guilt about that. It happened in their region. It was their ancestors that did it. And so, I mean, like, kind of naturally, like, if I was a German, I'd feel the same way. I'm like, fuck. We, 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 sorry, guys, we fucked up with the Nazi thing, you know. My bad. So I'm assuming it, it, it's, it's probably the same way out in the South. And sure, you do still have some racists down there, but they're most likely going to be overt racists. Instead of these lefty, you know, trying to pretend they're the good guy racist, but they're really just going to promote the worst of the worst in the black population. All about killing, drug dealing, prostituting, just debaucherous, sex isolated to the, to the genitals, not a full body thing. That's what they're going to promote. Like Cardi B. That is how racism works today. Say it with me, Jimmy. Black, Black lives, lives matter. matter. 
you see, you find that unenthusiasm in that Jimmy Kimmel. He was just like Black Lives Man. That's what you find at the Democrat rallies. That's what you find in Democrats. They don't actually mean what they're saying. They just know that's what you say to move ahead. Again, it's the culture of it's who you know. It's not what you can do. It's who you know. Fuck talent. This isn't saying what you mean. You can just tell in his voice. I think the anger in this uh, Anthony's guy's voice is coming from a dispute or something behind the scenes with Jimmy Kimmel. I don't really think it's it's the actual conversation that's taking place. But either way, the audience doesn't know that. And it just hypes him up into this whole, the whole Black Lives Matter crowd. He's pretty much like, this uh, Anthony guy, he's pretty much like raising an army right here. He, his status just went up. Louder, Jimmy. Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter. Louder, Jimmy. Say it so that my pimps can hear it. <laughs> See, yeah, he's serious. That guy's serious. Say it so Mike Pence can hear it. Yeah, that guy, he, he, yeah, and Jimmy Kimmel, he, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, this is what you get, Jimmy. Jimmy, this is what you wanted. Welcome to Hollywood. Black, black lives, lives matter. matter. That's right. And because black lives matter, black people will stay at home tonight to be safe. Oh, now here's his little COVID instructions, like, directed from Fauci. Stay home. Stay safe. They're going to go protest. Give me a fucking break. You know the... Come on, now. Most black people know that this is a joke. Most black people are smarter. They, 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 they know they can... They detect bullshit. And that's probably why they're targeted. Which is fine, because guess what? Y'all don't know how to light us anyway. No. Jimmy, I'm glad I got that off I my am chest. Too. I am too, yeah. I'm glad uh, you did. I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative that you've given me a safe space to say. There's that buzzword, safe space. Say this from. No, it's my pleasure. You okay. know that. Yes. Uh, could you scoot over so I can stand on this star? Okay, yes. I'm oh, ready. now here's All the right. arrogant fucking elitism. Just power, power play, power grab. It's all about power. Through your guilt, it's, 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 don't move over because I won. I'm better at you at this or that. It's just power play. And that's like the game these days. That's just what, that's what good people just don't do. They're just trampling on good people. Not that Jimmy Kimmel is good, but he's playing that game amongst them. So you couldn't get me to one of these award shows. I could get, I don't give a fuck. Maybe I'm just like a, I don't know. I'm not trying to like say I'm a free thinker individual, this and that. I definitely promote that. I, you know, I'm certainly aware that things influence me that go underneath the radar. And I try to figure those out. And I know, I knew a long time ago that 
Hollywood and the award shows are just another way, are probably the most overt, obvious way that happens where something is trying to penetrate into my consciousness under the radar. Some people go out, go through their whole lives not even realizing that. And that's super fucking sad. Yeah, I never watched it, you know, Emmys, Emmys to begin with. I don't think probably anybody did this year. I mean, there was no movies, nothing new. It's just a, a fucking event that you watch. I was going to make a point a second ago about something, but I forgot it. As I went through a half hour trying to dissect a two and a half minute clip. Because there's a lot of other stuff to get to. And I know I brought this up uh, probably one of my first podcasts. Gateway Pundit. The BLM mob hits rural America. BLM blocks entrance to Bigfoot school in rural Wisconsin. Oh, I know I was going to say a second ago. Even though Jimmy Kimmel capitulated and fucking got prison bitched on stage in front of the whole fucking world, now you have a guy who just stepped up in a power play and took over the Black Lives Matter movement, or is suddenly a voice of the whole Black Lives Matter movement now, now Jimmy Kimmel's going to get targeted. You watch. They're going to be outside his house and being like, you're a fucking racist. When he actually is. He's just a woke leftist playing the game. You remember the man show? He was the most unpolitically correct, like, person on TV, and that's what made the man show popular. But now you're going to have people, I bet, outside his house, you're going to have people calling for his boycott, especially what he said, oh yeah, because it came out like, I don't know, he had a controversy a few months back about something. I wonder if it was about like the, uh, I don't know if it was this or this contributed to it, but like, I remember watching the man show and he would dress up like Carl Malone and did a Carl Malone impression. And Carl Malone was black. It was funny because it was Jimmy Kimmel doing Carl Malone, who's black. It's funny. I saw some show on, um, like, was it Adult Swim years ago? It was a cartoon. And you had these two, like, super white cops, and they're being voiced by Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg and, like, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, I believe. And it was funny. Like, it's... It's, that's funny. It's just the contrast of it. It's just, it's just, the, it's, it's just funny that way. There's nothing racist about it. It's just funny. Anyway, what I was talking about before I digressed again, because I remember what I was talking about and I forgot it, blah, blah, blah. On Monday morning, this morning, Uh, Rural Bigfoot High School in rural Wisconsin woke up to a BLM assault on their schools. On their school. Black Lives Matter mob TP'd the school grounds and blocked the entrance to the school. You know, and this stuff is, there's a big thing like in Carver High School, which is west of the Twin Cities. And it's really, it's like the last, like, city you get before you really get into, like, rural areas. There's farms over there. There's farms a little bit 
east towards the city um, from there. But, like, after that, you're really starting to get into farmland. And the Met Council is, like, getting embedded over there, which is the local Twin Cities, like, uh, transportation. They started as, like, a, a municipal water department. And you start to get taxpayer money, and then now they're a big, like, political influencer. They're just a board that's unelected that pretty much runs the show in all the suburbs. Minneapolis, past the suburbs, are totally expanding up to, like, St. Cloud. They run the light rails, uh, the Met Cops, which have the largest policing jurisdiction in the state next to the state troopers. They can arrest you, and all from an unelected board. Anyway. What they do is, like, you want funding for this? You want municipal water? Okay, cool. Well, we're, we're going to need you to, like, put in a public housing complex. Well, we don't want to do that. Well, if you do that, not only will you get water, but then you'll get funding for transportation. Then you'll get more cops, so everybody's going to be safer. And then you're going to get more school funding, and, you know, just remember who your friends are. And so they did that in Carver. And now they're bringing in a bunch of people from Minneapolis a lot of Section 8 housing, and there's a lot of problems in the high school. And then problems happened. And now these problems are so-called you know, racist problems. When you brought the problem to there, you knew there's going to be a clash of civilizations. Rural America in the inner city, it, it, they're different cultures, okay? You can't just, just especially if, if, if I was, you know, from Minnesota, and I got, like, just parachuted down into fucking Bangkok. I wouldn't go around, you know, fucking telling people what to do, thinking I'm right. I would be obliged, you know. I would be, I'd be grateful for hospitality. I'd be thankful. I'd be respectful. I'd be polite. I'd have manners. I'm representing where I'm from. But that's not the sense. That's not what these people are necessarily taught. And if they are, it's in the sense of like, oh, this is how we do it in, in St. Louis, you know, like the whole gang thing, like East Coast, West Coast, Nelly with, you know, St. Louis or fucking 3-6 Mafia in Memphis and, you know, this is, the South, Dirty South, you know, it's it's all different. That's their representation, representing. That's their representing is in the form of, Criminality. And they know that. And so, anyway. Yeah, BLM's going to be going to the rural areas. They're going to get bussed in. George Soros, what, gave them a quarter billion dollars. Which is probably mostly going to Joe Biden's campaign. Because that's another topic uh, from the Gateway Pundit. And it's kind of... um, confusing because there's a lot of different players involved, but apparently Black Lives Matter isn't even, it's a non-profit, not a non-profit, which in legalese is like two completely different things. So you can't donate directly to Black Lives Matter. You had to go through somewhere else that gets the donation money that gives it to Black Lives Matter and gives it to Act Blue, which is the Joe Biden pack. And apparently there's big controversy, or not even say controversy, but something that should be investigated 
and all the money that's going to Act Blue. You want to give them a donation? You don't have to give them your C C V number on the back of your card, which makes it uh, very easy to have stolen cards, uh, all sorts of fraudulent shit going on to donate to Joe Biden. And I thought I had an article up on my... Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, it's from Gateway Pundit. More shady actions with the Democrats clearing house Act Blue is China funding the Biden campaign. And you would have to read this a couple times and probably already have a little background knowledge of how campaigns and PACs and how money funneling works and everything. And I'm not even an expert on that. I mean, this shit is confusing. And they make that confusing on purpose. That's what's called laundering money. That's what's called making money untraceable. I mean, that's like the name of the game. And that's like, if the average person can kind of like figure that stuff out, people can, if, if that's what's taught in schools, then the sham will unravel itself and people will be much more understanding of what's going on. Because you read the books about how American money was going to the Nazis, not just like, you know, accidentally or anything, but like, no, oh, Nazis with your extermination program? Here, let me help you with that extermination program. Let me fund the SS. I can't just like directly give it to you, but this board of director, director is here um, that I know knows a board of directors over there who has a pack over there who runs a charity, and uh, that charity can go right to that. So it, it's that's how that stuff works. And I recommend the book from, oh, gosh, where is it? Somewhere around here. The author, I know I've talked about him before. The author is uh, Anthony, gosh, Ant, Anthony Sutton. Uh Wall Street and the Rise of Hitler. And Nazi Nexus from Edwin Black. Which I haven't read that book, but apparently that's a pretty powerful book too on how America, Wall Street America, corporate America at the time, pretty much built up the Nazi regime. And that's what's going on. Joe Biden's son with China. This is the name of the game all the time. Yeah, yeah, Joe Biden is, like, up to his fucking half a brain with building up China. He that, that That's, like, his thing. But, yeah. Let me read you a little bit of this article. In a part of the article called, and I'll link to this in the show notes. Are most of Biden's campaign contributors contributors illegal? Biden claims to have hauled in millions last month. Were these contribu- uh, contributions made legally? Biden's contribution site raises uh, suspicions. Biden's page does not require the cardholder to enter his CVV number. The CC- CVV reduces the incidence of fraud. The lack of a CVV code input field permits fraud to take place. A simple program could run tens of thousands of cards, cards numbers with $50 donations through the site foreigners could easily donate. 
Trump's site requires donors to enter their CVV number. Yeah, because Trump's not a fraud. He's not a fraud, not the fraud that George Soros says he is. He's not the fraud that that, uh, who's the fucking guy, that scumbag, uh, the Stormy, Stormy Daniels lawyer went to jail. He's not the fraud that he says he is. If I were in the RNC, I would definitely cry foul and force Biden's campaign to put CVV code, put in the CVV code requirement. Moto merchants, mail order, telephone order, which includes online, are allowed to store 16 digits for credit cards under certain security restraints. They aren't allowed to store the CVV number. This prevents a thief from obtaining obtaining, uh, credit card data and using it because if there is a security intrusion in the credit vault, of a merchant, fraudsters wouldn't be able to steal the CVV. This makes card numbers useless, since you can't use the 16 digits for card present transactions. The mag strip contains more information or for card not present transactions, since issues issuers would decline a CNP authorization request that wasn't coming with a CVV. So the strip has more information than just the 16 digits. Will you enter the extra CVV? It shows that you actually, it proves that you have the, the actual physical card that you're looking at in making a purchase. You know, if I were Trump, I would be like, don't donate to Joe Biden. Uh, you might have your card hacked. He doesn't have the CVV number. I do. And then... They'll be like, what the hell? Oh, you, you, wow, you, you, are you actually accusing me of fraud and, you know, actually doing something against my voters? And then either way, they'll be forced to put it on there. Which I think would be a good tactic. But I don't even know if this stuff is, like, reaching Trump. I mean, maybe, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, like, walking behind him in the White House all the time. I mean, I don't know what he's doing right now. I'm hoping he knows this stuff. Wow, I'm already at like 50 minutes. And there's a couple other things to get to. Especially, again, in regards to China. The technology being sold out from uh, the Obama administration, or specifically Joe Biden and his son. Uh, there's a kind of a new documentary, which is Okay. It kind of lets you know something is going on there. It's not very specific. It's kind of dramatic. I found it on Zero Hedge. I'll link to that one too. Um, I recommend watching it. It's like 45 minutes long. It's a, You'll come out of it knowing more than you do now. But it's like, it, it's still not a, a whole lot. I'm just saying this objectively on my approach to documentaries. I'm not a big documentary person because you take a topic and then you, if you want to edit it and paint it a certain way, you can make it look good, bad, you know. Like, there's so many documentaries about, you know, Trump being bad, and then, like, you know, it's black and white, and you got some dramatic music behind it, and it shows, you know, some stock footage of a guy handing another guy behind a foggy sewer in a back alley, holding, like, handing a manila folder to him or something. You know, you could just 
That's why I don't really care for documentaries. But I'll link to this one, and I recommend watching it. But, <laughs> yeah. China Air Force video appears to show simulated attack on U.S. base in Guam. That's big news today. Yeah, China's about to do it. They're doing, like, flyovers of Taiwan. Another one. Yahoo News. The CIA sent a team of four operators to spy on a spy mission targeting China. No one came back. Yeah, because they're probably, you know, tipped off on some fucking spies from, I don't know, maybe Dianne Feinstein or something. Who had a spy in her office. For 20 years. While her husband made hundreds of millions of dollars investing only in Chinese stocks. But, I know we're not supposed to talk about this. But very interesting report. Out of InfoWars's Greg Reese. I'll link to this too. I was going to try to get a soundbite. In the uh, Department of Justice, uh, not Justice, Department of Defense even came out on this. So the military knows. Directed energy weapons, directed energy weapons, i.e. lasers from Chinese satellites, really looks like they're starting the fires out west. On infrared maps, you see lasers, straight lines, and then a fire start. And in Idaho, you have a line of fires equally spaced going through like a curve. They're probably about 150, 200 miles apart, all occurring within four hours. And it kind of goes like a curve on like the panhandle of Idaho. And you see some of the footage, because I know this guy did a report, Greg Grease did a report last summer on, like, the campfire and everything in California. And it's like, this could explain why whole neighborhoods are wiped out while everything surrounding it is intact. Temperatures that exceed, you know, that can melt, uh, turn sand into glass, melt metal. And it looks like, I mean, it looks like some fucking Star Like, you look at it that way, and you see how this neighborhood was burned. You'll see it in the video. It, it looks like a fucking laser would just go down and, zzz, and just melt everything. And the people are so conditioned to think lasers are just a part of sci-fi. When they've been deployed on destroyers for years now to shoot down missiles lasers or directed energy is a thing. It's been a thing for a long time. They, they, they don't think it's a, they, they, they won't think it's actually real. They're too used to it being in science fiction. So if Trump came out and said, uh, Chinese hitting us with lasers, that's what's causing the fires out West and crazy leftists, probably in a coordinated attack with the Chinese agents, that is Antifa, the American PLA, And if Trump came out and said that, yeah, they're attacking us with lasers from space, China. 
People be like, you can just see the reporters right now. Oh, my God. He is a quack. Uh, and then they'll, like, show some Star Wars footage. Is Trump the new Darth Vader? Trump Skywalker thinks China has a Death Star just floating above us. They will do that. You know, and then everybody's going to think Trump's crazy. And then, you know, they're going to get burned down. I don't even want to say it, but, like, it hasn't, in my neck of the woods, it hasn't rained here much lately, and Minnesota's definitely known for having a lot of trees, especially up north. I definitely don't want to, I'm not, I'm definitely not, like, trying to give anybody ideas, but, you know, you go up north, and it's like, wow, there's a lot of trees, and it hasn't rained a while. There's a lot of fires out west. I see people, like, starting them, starting them. Sure hope this doesn't happen here. But you got more pine trees up north. Out here you got more. I keep getting them confused between deciduous and coniferous. The opposite of the pine trees. A lot more of them and usually that means more water. Those require more water. And they, I mean, they drop leaves, but the leaves can get wet. Instead of like pine needles, which will kind of just make a little flame coming out of them. But dry leaves, either way. It looks like China, and you remember, and I brought this up in the last podcast. Japan tried doing the same thing. Japan sent over these big balloons with bombs on them to get to drop over the woods in Oregon to start these forest fires. There's one pilot that dropped a bomb in in Oregon. He's actually he died and he was buried in Oregon. I remember. Seen something a long time ago where the pilot met an American pilot and they were like friends after that. Just kind of, it was nice seeing it. So this isn't something new. This isn't something new at all. This concept of burning down the Western United States. It's happened before through weird things like putting bombs on balloons now it's today, it's, done, it's looking like it's being done with lasers from outer space. Now, wouldn't it be something? You know, it's a nice clear night outside. You're kind of outside the city. You can see the stars. Looking at a satellite. Oh, look at a satellite. And suddenly, boom, that satellite just kind of like flickers out. And you see another one. That would be quite interesting to witness. And we might end up witnessing something like that. So, I could probably go on more. There's all sorts of stuff going on, especially with Ruth Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I'd say, you know, I think Trump knows this, but Trump has a duty to elect a, or to nominate, or not nominate, put in a uh, Supreme Court judge that just interprets the law. None of this activist bullshit. It's like, what's the, what's, you know, what's the left crying about? A, A judge is supposed to just interpret the law. 
not supposed to be on your side. It's not supposed to be on any side. It's supposed to be that person that doesn't take a side. And that's why the left is so pissed. So Trump, I know you're not listening. I barely have any listeners for my early podcast right now. But yeah, he's, you know, put in, you know, put in a woman. That's a constitutionalist. I think Tulsi Gabbard. That'd be a good good one. I don't know if she qualifies, if she's a lawyer or anything. She's an army medic. She's kind of hot. And I predict after Trump gets out of office in, what, 2024, if he wins this election, if Trump wins this election, the next president, I think, is going to be Tulsi Gabbard. That's my prediction. If Trump wins this one. And he'll win. The only way he'll lose is through fraud. That's the only way he'll lose. So fight the fucking fraud because it's going to be a landslide. I mean, Joe doesn't even know where he's at. I mean, come on. Joe's a... You know, attack. You know, the fucking act blue. Get that. You know, all of this stuff. Hunter Biden, the whole fucking thing. Just fucking steamroller him. He deserves it. He's a fucking bad guy. See you guys.